0: Alright everybody, welcome back to the Agents of Comic Book Podcast. I am Paul. And I am Eric. That's right, and we're back. Uh, this week is going to be the second part in our two-part X-23 episode. Uh, we're finally getting into our first couple X-Men books, um, but we're going to get into more of that this week. We're going to be covering the uh, the next mini that she has in, uh, in, the Mar- in Marvel Comics, which is Target X, written by the same people, which is Craig Kyle and Christopher Yost. We're going to be getting into that. Coming up next week, we're actually going to be going back into the DC universe. Uh, we're going to be doing some Superman stuff next week, but we'll talk about that more at the end. Yeah, excited for that. And then after that, we actually did get a, a new patron on the Patreon. So uh, thanks again, yeah. uh, Dark Side Taser Matthew on Twitter. Uh, he he actually left us a request a while back, uh, back when we started the podcast, because for a while we had a, a thing where if you left us a five-star review on uh, Apple Podcasts, you got yeah, yeah. a free request. Oh yeah, way uh, back in the old days. Yep, so he's been uh, following the podcast for a while. Because he got a request back then He was the one who requested our Daredevil episode Hell yeah um, uh, back when we did that. So he uh, joined up on the on the Patreon, uh, and he joined up at the ten dollar level, which uh, allowed him to pick a three part episode. So he requested mm-hmm. a three part Power Rangers episode that we're going to be digging into in a few weeks here.
1: Yeah, I'm pumped for that. Yep. So, uh,
0: <laughs> so we we got another request there that'll be in the works because I mean the kind of the way we've been scheduling the show is kind of loosey goosey, uh, given everything. Because the original premise of the show back when we started this, uh, <laughs> just to rewind time back to October 2019, back when
1: feels uh, like so long ago. It does. Oh my god, that was years ago. <laughs>
0: Yeah. <laughs> October 2019, of course, we've been having this podcast going for about 10 years now. Yeah, exactly. Uh, this is our 10th year anniversary. <laughs> um, but yeah, back in October 2019, we started this show with the idea that we would cover movies and TV, or we'd cover comic books that were like uh, centered around characters that had ongoing or upcoming adaptations. Yeah. But ongoing or upcoming adaptations don't really happen right now yeah so i mean that's not in the timeline uh all of all of the comic book movies have been delayed and uh all movies yeah well i mean (laughs) mean, especially for what we do yeah um so we kind of really don't like we were i mean if we everything had gone like if we lived in a world where the coronavirus didn't happen uh we right now we would be uh, finishing up our Black Widow book We would have already done New Mutants Yeah. Um, I mean let's be honest New Mutants would have been delayed without the coronavirus <laughs> This was just a convenient excuse Did you see how
1: like they had the announcement That it's going to come out August 28th And all the comments were like They didn't even say what year <laughs> <laughs> so It's like they're about to pull that 2021 on us any it, day. Yeah really I don't think that movie
0: will ever come out But right. if it ever does we'll be ready to cover that Because I, I would love to do a Demon Bear New Mutants episode Oh hell yeah for um, sure that, You know what we'll cover it Whenever it happens. Yeah, we'll, we'll cross our fingers. Hopefully comic books and, and printing media still exist by the time that movie comes out. <laughs> yeah, we can pray. Uh, but yeah, so we'll be covering that eventually. I mean, what else would we have done by now? We we would be doing pretty much our Wonder Woman series right now, I yeah. think, if we had been on the regular schedule, because my plan was to do uh, a five-part Wonder Woman episode um, leading up to the movie, but...
1: Yeah, because it was originally May, right? Or was it June? It was going to
0: be the first week of June, I think. Okay. So we would be starting that right about now, yeah, I think. Yeah, you saw
1: that got delayed to like late 2020.
0: What Wonder Woman? Yeah, yeah, I think it was August, wasn't it? No, they said like later. Oh, now. got delayed again. Okay. Yeah. Same thing um, with a uh,
1: tenant, but that's yeah, not and probably
0: Black Widow as well. I would imagine. I would,
1: yeah, I would assume.
0: So you so see, all those movies are stuff we would have been doing. So that's what I mean is we're kind of we're just doing whatever now. We're like yeah. literally X twenty three at the last second we were like fuck it we're doing an X Men episode.
1: Yeah, I mean it hasn't been the worst thing in the world, but
0: no, we got a lot of stuff to catch up on. There's a lot of old adaptations to do. Oh um, yeah, definitely. We've been. I mean, it's been getting us a good backlog of terrible movies to go back and watch. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, we we got lucky this week. Yeah. We did get lucky this week. We're finally, uh, because I don't think we mentioned it yet, but we're doing the X-23 book and then we're doing Logan, uh, which is the first movie she appeared in in live action. So Mm -hmm. uh, it's kind of cool how she started out as a cartoon character, became a comic book character, and now uh, is live action in a movie. So we're kind of doing like all three adaptations. Yeah, it's a rare arc. Yeah. So in a a two-parter, we're getting all three of her appearances down. Oh, yeah. In, in three different mediums. Now we just need <laughs> a, a fourth medium. We need her to be on like a cereal box or something, and then review review that.
1: Oh yeah, put into the universe of marketing. Mm-hmm. Just what we need.
0: <laughs> uh, if you want to leave a request on Patreon, we're uh, at Patreon.com/slash Agents of Comic Book. That's where you can leave your own request. Uh, it's only you only have to join at the ten dollar level to leave up to a three part episode, mm-hmm. uh, which I think is a pretty good deal. I mean, that's like that's like a, a pretty good chunk of time for us to dig into like a pretty large chunk of a book too. Oh, definitely. So like if you want us to dig into like a, a series for like to get into it that's that's the way to do that um for five dollars you can just have us do like a one-off episode um or would you also have like a one dollar level that you can join us if you want to like hop on our discord and, and chat comics with us there um or and it's just a good way to uh just if you want to just like drop some support with the show without dropping too much out of your wallet that much i understand
1: oh yeah for sure especially um, during these times
0: oh well, yeah of course and uh, and and what I try to do with the Patreon too is because it's the main benefits of it are like a, a request system, like like the the Patreon's not to keep the lights on, like we're not relying on that money, yeah, so don't yeah. worry about that. If you want to just drop in and like leave a ten dollar request and then GTFO, yeah, exactly, uh, you you can do that. I mean, you've you've gotten your money's worth, you've gotten your episode, you know. Oh yeah. Um. So that's that that's something you can do as well. Um, and then if you want to follow us on Twitter, that's where you can see what we're gonna be like reviewing upcoming. That's where you can see like we'll announce stuff as we're doing it. And I also live tweet all the books I'm reading. Uh, I read digitally, so I can easily like, take screenshots of things. Yeah. Um. I, I thought I was reading a weird X Men comic where uh
1: <laughs> the one with the naughty picture Scott sent yeah Xavier. <laughs> Scott is
0: like on his honeymoon with Madeline Pryor yeah they're like
1: naked in bed
0: <laughs> yeah he's like in a heart shaped bed I mean they have the covers on but he, like, yeah he's Xavier... you know they're naked
1: yeah no they're definitely <laughs> naked
0: underneath this is their honeymoon and they're oh, yeah. in a heart-shaped bed exactly so scott sends xavier this photo it's like Hav- having a fun time on my honeymoon well a- and, and xavier's like look at this young couple He's <laughs> like i envy them in a way it, but they're, what, they're fucking all day <laughs> <laughs> what i wanted to know is who took the picture yeah exactly that's what i was wondering because it's it's like this isn't like uh there's not even cell phones at this time yeah like it,
1: it's like a shot from like a few feet off the bed
0: oh no they had like a photographer come in be like oh, i yeah. want you to make us look real sexy all
1: right <laughs> like, just a really uncomfortable mate <laughs> xavier's got to no, know
0: i'm getting it <laughs> laying it down Exa- just uh, xavier's gotta know i got laid oh yeah <laughs> otherwise no one would know everyone's making fun of me i'm cyclops and i'm cool damn it <laughs> i am cool uh yes yeah, so follow us on twitter for all of that uh if you want to see uh cyclops naughty bits <laughs> i mean i'm sure a lot of people do you can see the cyclops <laughs> oh god his one eye i call it the cyclops <laughs> Jesus and uh, so yeah, so we're on Twitter at Agents of Podcast if you want to see the Cyclops. Oh yeah, uh, not that one. <laughs> <laughs> well, either. Uh, but without any further ado, uh, this week, like I said, we're going to be covering X twenty three Target X, her second mini series, basically the sequel to the one we just covered last week. Yeah, it pretty um, much jumps off right at. The yeah, end. I would kind of I would consider the last book to be required reading for this oh, one. Yeah, yeah for, for sure. sure. Um, so, so we're going to jump into that. Uh, this creative team on this book is uh, written by the same people, Craig Kyle and Christopher Yost. Uh, new art team this time around. We have Mike Choi and Sonia Obak. Uh, with letters by Troy uh, Pateri and the Snicks by Laura Kinney, of course. <laughs> uh, we're gonna be gotta credit that. Oh yeah, she she's always in the credits with the Snicks. Oh yeah, the Snickets. So this issue opens up kind of in the backdrop where the rest of the arc will take place. It's Laura, like tied to a chair with a bag over her head and like tape over her mouth, and she's being interrogated by two mystery people, at least until the end of this issue.
1: Yeah, looking back, I didn't really take much stock in the red glove initially in that first page, but I probably should have because it is a pretty big giveaway i suppose
0: it could be any yeah Yeah.
1: i mean not a villain but like i don't know it's a
0: little bit of a well it almost seems like i think they want you to think it's a villain at first because she has like a bag over her head and they're like what have you done
1: well my first thought was either like police or some kind of like investigation. or she got recaptured
0: by the program yeah
1: some kind of spec ops yeah like shit i wasn't like necessarily thinking like uh you know caped villain or anything
0: so when we see her uh the the title says 15 years old so it's clearly been a few years at least i think mm-hmm. I, I don't they didn't say what age she was when we ended the last arc but she seemed younger than 15 i think
1: it was like 12 or 13 yeah so, so
0: it's been at least a couple years yeah and she's being interrogated and we kind of get some like uh some fill in the blanks information from the last arc what's interesting about this story is that kind of seems like they are going back and adding some stuff to the last story which yeah. clearly was not there before but it's them just going like okay this is this was also happening. Yeah and I
1: th- I think a lot of people uh can, could have a problem with that where they think it's kind of like oh you're just throwing stuff in that you didn't either bother to mention or didn't think of at the time but i kind of like it because it's almost like because there's a good chance that laura or uh sarah kinney might not have even known or seen That's much true. of who this person was or like
0: because if... she was the narrator of the last story exactly. so all we that all that we got was that stuff that she knew exactly yeah. so like
1: this could have been a thing that she didn't really have a lot of knowledge of or something along those lines like i, I rolled with it pretty yeah.
0: well because we see more of her training they actually have like a holographic uh like logan like him like when he was in the weapon x program they have all of his movements and she's yeah. like trying to like mimic them yeah it's
1: like a star trek like uh not imagination room, but, like, the holodeck or whatever.
0: Yeah, and they've also got, like, these mind-controlled <laughs> animals that they make her fight, so it's kind <laughs> yeah. got like, a, a little arena for her, yeah, which we didn't metal. see in the last arc. And then we also, like I said, get filled in uh, some of the blanks with how the last arc ended, because the last arc ended with her breaking out of the facility, blowing it up, and, then ac- and like, basically accidentally killing her mom yeah. uh, because of the, of the trigger scent. Mm. Um, but, like, literally, we pick up right in the moments when that when that ends, and we see her, like, in the snow, and, uh, you know, troops are closing in trying to recapture her, because like a word of the chaos that she's caused has gotten out, yeah, and uh, she she takes them out running through the snow. We get a pretty cool action sequence, like her running through, uh, taking them out. Uh, I, I like snow backdrops. I feel like we don't see that a lot in comic books. Like it's never winter in comics. Oh yeah, unless and it's like a Christmas special, and then that, it's winter for one issue. That's
1: the thing. <laughs> and, I mean, when you when I think of like snow in comics, the first thing. Maybe just because recency is, I think, a Klaus, and that like just looked amazing in it.
0: Right. Yeah. So, I, I winter is like uh, only ever used in like one issue a yeah, year. Yeah, exactly. like. it's a Christmas <laughs> thing exactly. Yeah, and then it's like next month, it's already yeah, we're over with it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then we get into our introduction to, uh, Kimura, who is going to be like, I guess the antagonist of this arc. Yeah. Um, which is kind of like, again, that's, that's kind of what I meant when they were going back and adding things. Cause we see a couple flashback scenes of Kimura, even in scenes where she clearly wasn't there in the last arc. Like, yeah. well, like when they're with the sensei and whatnot. Yeah. And this was um, another
1: thing where it was like, oh, well maybe Sarah didn't like see her a lot or really know much about her but at the same time it's like you think that would have came up a few times um and either way
0: kimura is basically i mean she's not a superhero her her, basically her ability and what makes her a threat in this story is that she's a spec ops soldier as much as anyone else but her special thing is like they made it they kind of put like an opposite trigger sense on her. Yeah, she's basically like the exact
1: counter to Laura. Yeah, well, because they well, never really specify how, what that means. Well, but,
0: the, well I mean, the, what happened was they basically put like an opposite trigger sense on her where like she, Laura cannot do harm to Kimura okay. at all. Like she if she tries to like punch her, like her hand will stop yeah it, suppose, it's like yeah. mental conditioning that's why when we see this scene like in the beginning when she's trying to escape kimura kimura is like well, you know you can't harm me like just come with me you know it's over and laura's like no i can get creative and she cuts down the tree next to her yeah, yeah. and so the tree can do damage to kimura i say like, <laughs> no
1: i just took out the tree i yelled timber <laughs> right like she's skirting around the your guidelines. fault if you don't move
0: <laughs> didn't read the fine print <laughs> Which I mean I, I I can roll with it I guess it's kind of clever but at the same time you'd think if it was like a mental block your brain would still be like this is you attacking her yeah you wouldn't be able to like connect those because otherwise what are the like what are the rules can you attack her with a, ba- a baseball bat I mean because you're not technically <laughs> maybe you know. it's just a thing where it's like
1: actual like physical contact. Or yeah, like, like, you but like then, you could do things to push like dominoes to like put that in motion to hurt her. But yeah, I guess you can't like and ini- like physically like
0: yourself do it. There's a weird line being drawn there. <laughs> I, like, I, I, like if I feel like if they ask too many questions, they'll be like, "Wait, this doesn't make sense." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, I rolled. Yeah, it Yeah, it's cool enough for like that, that one sequence. where you are like, "Oh shit!" Well, um, it definitely comes up later too, where it, like. It comes up again, but it's kind of the same uh, sequence where she's just kind of, like, loopholing her way through, like, how do I do damage to her. But the other way is even, like, way more intense, but... Mm -hmm. Um, the the other characters we'll meet in this arc is our uh, characters we actually oh, met yeah, in the last re-meeting. one. Yeah, uh, yeah, because we well, we met them when because uh, uh, Megan, who is going to be like uh, her her friend throughout this arc, her cousin. Uh, yeah, it's her her cousin. She's reconnecting with because that's we saw her last week when we covered the last arc because Sarah brought her to San Francisco just to rescue her from a kidnapping. Yeah, which as Laura's reconnecting with her, she doesn't even like remember the kidnapping. She like mentally blocked it out. She just has like nightmares from it.
1: Yeah, we're left to believe that Deborah basically. Either told her that that didn't happen, or told her that something else happened because she has been going to a therapist and has been trying to convince her that like she wasn't attacked or something. Right? It,
0: it was a few years ago, but she, I mean, she they clearly has some like just mentally blocked it out just due to trauma. Yeah, and then whereas and that kind of leaves the door open a little bit for her to be like a little naive about uh, what laura's whole deal is because she doesn't remember the rescue yeah or probably laura just slicing that guy to pieces yeah she doesn't getting
1: she doesn't remember getting rescued by like a freaking right. meat grinder but laura tells her like
0: she's like i killed the, the bad guy like it's just like, trust yeah, me yeah, yeah no those
1: guys are real they're dead i killed them. yeah so they're not real anymore <laughs>
0: uh megan is living with uh so laura kind of like moves in with megan uh yeah. essentially like it's like megan deborah who is uh, laura's aunt and, uh, like, this new stepdad, essentially. Like, it's the... He's not married, but it's, like, her new boyfriend. Yeah,
1: like, live-in boyfriend. Yeah.
0: And so, Laura's, like, kind of just trying to, like, acclimate. Uh, it kind of seems like things are going a little bit too well for a while, mm-hmm. uh, because she's kind of, like, uh, becoming part of the family and, like, even goes on, like, you know, like, has a fun day on the town. Uh yeah. It's a cool part where they actually go to a Dazzler concert, which I thought was cool. <laughs> yeah, that was, um, that was So, it's cool like too. they're going to, like, a psychedelic mutant concert, <laughs> which is pretty cool. Right. Uh, but then, uh, at the end of the first issue, we find out who's interviewed her and it's literally Captain America and Matt Murdoch Matt Murdoch in his lawyer persona yeah, not yeah, Daredevil yeah um it, it's unclear to me at this part exactly if Captain America knows he, that Matt is Daredevil I I'm 90 percent sure that he does not it doesn't seem like it but the weird part is it seems like and that that's kind of where this this issue does seem intentionally confusing with that because it seems like Captain America brought Matt over here just to determine if Laura was lying or not Because that's one of Matt's abilities, like we know from reading Daredevil, is that he can tell when people are lying. Yeah. But to know that, you'd have to understand how Matt's powers work. That he's Daredevil. Yeah, so it's like, (laughs) otherwise, Captain America is like, I know a lawyer who's pretty good at guessing when people are lying. I'm going to bring him over. I mean, like... He's pretty solid at guessing, trust me.
1: (laughs) I mean, if I knew, like, a super famous lawyer who was a blind guy that, like, kind of had a reputation to know when people are lying, I'd be like, yeah, maybe he's got some crazy, like extra sensory yeah. ability, but like you wouldn't necessarily have to know he's Daredevil. My but. my
0: headcanon justification of it is that Captain America kind of knows that what he's doing right now is shitty. And so he wanted like someone who he knows is good kind of like not even that, but like a lawyer, like standing over him being like, this is the right way to do things. Don't cross the line. Yeah.
1: Like th- this is legit. Like, <laughs> this yeah. Isn't shady. He's like, I need
0: someone here to make this not like a secret government shady <laughs> kidnapping.
1: Right. Like this def- This was not a black bag operation. Yeah. Because I'll
0: be honest. That's one of my complaints about this whole arc is Captain America is kind of a shitbag bag in this in this book. I mean, It's hard to blame him a little bit because he,
1: as we find out, he was... Basically, the one responding to Laura's first assassination, where she's st-
0: oh no, I'm not even talking about that, but we'll get we'll get to it. Okay. Uh, we and like a lot of this arc, um, like there's not really I would say six issues worth of plot going on here, but a lot of what fills in the blanks is like flashbacks to, uh, like I said, filling in the blanks of what happened last week in last week's book. Yeah. Because we even get that scene of her first assassination where she uh, posed as like the handicapped little girl. Yep. And like took out the senator and the um, room full of people. Yeah, and like everybody in the room, like yeah. we actually get the aftermath of that Captain America like shows up right at, in the aftermath like as the like uh people are clearing out of the building yeah he shows up with shield and laura's way out of the building because like it was all like done immediately so her way out of the building was just hide amongst the bodies and like play victim yep uh because captain america actually grabs laura out of the building yeah, and she carries like, her up. yeah and he's like we need help like this girl needs help mm-hmm. and like puts her on the ambulance and then when captain america turns around she's gone yeah and then like steve realizes at the last second he's like oh shit she was the assassin like i didn't even think of that yeah i just let the
1: assassin get like escape
0: Yep. So I think that one, and that's and that's part of what I maybe like a little bit makes Captain America's actions here believable because he's, he's like he feels like he has blood on his hands. So he's like, I gotta bring this person in. I don't know who this is. Yeah,
1: because he even says like every person she's murdered after that day, like I'm responsible for. it. Right.
0: And so the the rest, and then the issue ends. Uh, this second issue ends with uh, we find out that the. The live-in boyfriend, Deborah's boyfriend, is actually a, an undercover agent. He's working for um, Laura's handlers, mm-hmm. and he has the trigger scent. Yep. and so Laura—they're trying to recapture Laura and like get rid of any ties that she has. And I—I uh, I wish like Laura. I get I get what's happening here, and that's kind of what made what the one part I really like about this arc is that Laura kind of lets her guard down and becomes like more human, like more like a person. Yeah, Which definitely. is what you want to see because it's like her finally like, I'm not a weapon, I'm a real person and like living her life. Yep. But at the same time, she's let her guard down and she's living in like the most predictable place she could be found.
1: <laughs> yeah, like it, it's way too good to it's be like true. It's like the first place they would look. It's a Truman show happening. It, yeah,
0: it's, it's such a predictable move by her that they already had an agent in place for when she made that move.
1: Yeah, because like she has to know that so many people know about her mom and know about her mom's relatives and like oh
0: they definitely know because she got in trouble for bringing Laura to them <laughs> yeah exactly and so not only do they know that Laura has extended family. They know that Laura knows about that extended family yep. and visited them before. Yeah, it's a slightly bad move. So yeah, it's such a predictable move that they're already like two steps ahead of her and they've had an agent in there watching her the whole time.
1: Yeah. And would yeah, that's like some long term thinking to plant like a literal fake boyfriend into the house. Just in case Laura ever <laughs> yeah. comes
0: over there. Yeah. yeah, like they
1: are on top of their shit.
0: Um, there's one scene that I don't know if I really liked in the middle where it's like th- Laura's like in school and like there's, uh, there, yeah. there's a bit where like she it's like literally just done for a joke where like during a science convention or during a science class she like stands up and starts giving like an advanced information on like interrogation tactics <laughs> yeah, and like, like chemistry how to
1: ki- like lethal ways to kill a person without leaving like any trace of like bodily harm <laughs> yeah and then the
0: weird part is she goes to the principal's office it's like a funny bit where it's like you can't do that haha and then they go to lunch and it's yeah. like okay that's interesting Like fish out of water But then literally The next page They go to class again A different class And she does the same exact thing Yep Like And then it's like The same bit twice In like four pages I'm like okay <laughs> I don't know if the bit Was so funny It had to be done Twice in four pages but... it, was a,
1: it was a little like Drawn out But yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> I, I think this this The the reason why I'm not as hot On this arc As the last one Is I feel like It suffers a little bit more From padding For Because sure. there's not As much story to tell here As there was in the last one No definitely not Because th- this arc is very much like it feels like a transitional like this is how we get laura out of her own world and into the marvel world
1: yeah i mean i, I guess it does a little bit to add to like the emotional investment you have in uh you know megan and oh her sure family and things like that but at the same time and i mean it, it helps to build the anxiety for what eventually leads up to the end of this but well that's yeah. that's what well, a, a lot, lot of is not needed that's
0: what a lot of this arc kind of like hinges on is that tension of did Laura kill Megan and Deborah? Yeah. And, like, you know, is that the big tragedy of all of this?
1: Yeah, like, you're kind of eventually builds her and, like, leads into a kind of a usual suspects thing where it's like, oh, well, did you kill Megan and Deborah? Like, and then it you, kind of draws a story out. Right, because like,
0: Captain America and Matt keep asking her, like, as these issues go on, like, did you kill them? And she kind of, like, doesn't answer. She just keeps telling the story. Yeah, you're like, exactly. Come on. Yeah, so the whole
1: time you're like, well, we all know she did it. Like, oh, well, well like, yeah. she had to have done it because she's killed every other person. She's so
0: that's won. why me, as a person who is rereading this book, I feel like I didn't appreciate this book as much on the, re like, this particular arc as much much on the reread because without that tension yeah i realized like how little is going on here
1: yeah see but with the tension like it was i mean the book that had would make it more, yeah, more exciting then yeah oh, but yeah if knowing in hindsight how it ends and like looking seeing how reading it back would ha- with having the knowledge of what i do now then yeah it, it would be a lot less uh intense yeah I guess. and
0: i guess not every story has to hold up on no, the reread not like, especially not. mystery stories but it, there is something there where it's like there could be something else to well, and it, it just
1: especially makes all the filler like that less interesting. Yeah, yeah.
0: So with the trigger sent in place, we do get a uh, a predict- a scene that we probably all saw coming, where Laura gets turned on her on her new family. Um, the trigger sent is placed on on both uh, Megan and Deborah, and they're kind of chased through the through the house almost like the shining yeah like there's literally a scene where laura's like smashing down the door like jack in the shining yeah like
1: this this would be a terrifying sequence to be in. oh
0: yeah because she's like leaping over people like cutting them her eyes are like bloodshot red
1: yeah it's horrifying and
0: literally they they only survive like they they, they flee into the bathroom and she's like smashing through the door like uh like here's johnny <laughs> and the only way they survive is uh uh megan actually has a genius idea um because she because she had been told about the trigger scent. laura told her about it um so she's like oh shit this is probably why this is happening so she takes her and her mom into the shower turns on the water and just tries to like rinse it all off while she's smashing the door down and and i
1: thought the same thing but at the same time i was like well I, I mean, this thing would have to have some like high-grade ambergris or something because they would have to make it so that just a simple water shower would like not make the scent go off.
0: Yeah, they might but need I, to make this like a stickier. I mean, like I, I, <laughs> I exactly like I still
1: like the idea a lot, but at the same time, it's like you'd have to take like a twenty-minute shower. Oh to, sure, to get that scent totally. I
0: guess off. we don't see the cl- <laughs> the collapse of time. Maybe it took her a while to chop through that wood. Like it this could, is some strong wood. It could have been some mm-hmm. strong foundation. No, yeah, it, it is a little rushed, but it's it's you know it's something. No, I still liked it a lot. Yeah, it's uh. And I'll, I'll be honest, the art in this uh, in this book, I don't know if I'm. I mean, I'll be honest. I don't think I was huge on the art in the last arc either. I don't know if I like this one either. I I, See, I, I liked it. I, I feel there's certain there's certain parts where like the progression seemed like hard for me to, to pick up the first time. Like the where they're going through the shower, I had to read that like twice to really get what happened. So more so like the the paneling.
1: That, so you're not saying like specifically like the actual illustrations, just how it's drawn yeah. It's out.
0: more like the storytelling of it, I guess. Yeah, I could see uh, that. And there's certain characters who I do think look off. Like I don't know if, if I like this. Ver- like there's a brief scene we skipped over with the kingpin. Uh, oh, yeah. Giving Kingpin a looks hit. a little Kingpin funny. looks a little baby. Like, I get he's got a baby face. He looks like Humpty Dumpty. Looks he looks actually, like, like, a, he looks actually <laughs> like a baby in this. <laughs> it's No,
1: it's literally like a baby with, like, an egg head. <laughs> like, an actual egg.
0: Uh, but, yeah, there's there's scenes that look... There's, like, uh, pages that look better than others. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I do think it's an improvement over last week's art, but I... I um, For the most part, I liked it, but, yeah, yeah. I could see the...
1: Like the critique,
0: but like we said, they they're able to flush down the water, and Laura kind of like has this moment of clarity where she's like, "Oh shit! Like I was about to kill you." Yeah. Um. But then, I mean, the the hit's not over because that's when Kimura shows up, and uh, and she's like, "Oh, do you miss me, X?" Like I'm back. <laughs> Surprise. Um. And th- th- that's a. I mean, I, I I obviously from the way I'm talking, I'm not. I wasn't crazy about this arc on the reread because one thing I noticed too is that a lot of this Kimura stuff that they set up is not really resolved in this arc. No. Like I, like it's clearly like they're just creating a character who cuz she's a character who shows up again in their new X-Men run. Oh, I would assume. W- yeah. Which comes up after this and like follows up on the lore stuff.
1: they leave it open at the end. Yeah,
0: exactly. So that's kind of the disappointing thing when you read this just as a book by itself. But yeah, so I mean, so Kamora shows up again and she kind of um she's like in the basement kind of torturing um both uh Debra and uh Megan. Yeah, she's pretty brutal. Yeah, cuz she's like uh, trying to, trying to taunt X-23 cuz I think she, well, I think her thing is I think I mean, I guess we talked about like how the reason why like, we're trying to figure out why she has an attitude like towards uh, Laura. I don't even know if she does. I think she just has to she thinks she has to act that way to break her. Yeah, but that I think that's kind of what's going on. Because even in this scene in the basement, she's like taunting Laura to break like any emotional connection she has. Like, you know, this is what happens to people you love. Like, why don't you just stop trying?
1: Yeah, exactly. And, and basically baiting her into like, well, why don't you just kill him? Like, it'll be a lot like more humane,
0: right? And so she, 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 yeah, because that's exactly what she's doing. She's trying to get Laura to almost do the kill herself because she's like, choose how they die. I'll let you choose how I kill them. Yeah. So it's almost like making her like put her hand in the in for the play. Mm-hmm. Um, and she ties uh laura's wrist to a, a pipe using vibranium shackles um but then the the weird part is the way that laura escapes i don't know if i'm buying this because i don't buy it. <laughs> so like here's the dilemma laura is trapped in a vibranium handcuff so she can't cut her way out of it i'm like okay so you can't cut through vibranium yeah. I, i'll go with that makes sense or not vibranium sorry adamantium yeah. I, I think i've been saying vibranium
1: <laughs> well captain america
0: <laughs> <laughs> um so, so the, like the adamantium uh, bracelet, But then the way she gets out is she cuts her hand off. Yeah. Why I wouldn't don't... you just cut the pipe? Well, <laughs> that, first of all. And B, how does she cut through her hand if she can't cut through an adamantium handcuff? <laughs> her, she has an adamantium <laughs> skeleton, doesn't she? I didn't even think about that. So she cuts through an adamantium arm but b- before she's able to cut through an adamantium handcuff. I think that's a plot hole. That's a, that's a big plot hole. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and I, I feel <laughs> like I was th- thinking about it. I was like... Well, but can't Wolverine, like, cut off his limbs or anything? But then I was like, well, if we're going off Logan, like, he had the adamantium bullet, so, like...
0: If, well, if you could shoot yourself well, that's in the head, movie, with the, yeah. if
1: you could shoot yourself with an adamantium bullet, maybe you could cut yourself with adamantium claws. And I
0: don't even mind, you, you, honestly, you could tell me either way and I would be <laughs> totally happy with it. Just keep it consistent in your story. Yeah, for sure. Like, if you want to tell me adamantium can cut adamantium, I'll go with it. I don't care. I <laughs> yeah, really don't care. Make that clear. <laughs> yeah, and, and stick with it. But if you're going to tell me adamantium, nope, that's the wall. You can't cut through that. And then she immediately does it. She just cuts through, like, a thicker adamantium. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure her
1: adamantium bones would be denser than an adamantium, like, You'd uh, have handcuffed. to assume, yeah. yeah.
0: But anyway, it's not a big deal, but let's keep it consistent. <laughs> <laughs> if, yeah. if that's going to be your big twist. It
1: seemed like a pretty big oversight.
0: Yeah, and I'm almost positive that that happens again, like in uh, in X, in, un, in not Uncanny X-Force, but in the first X-Force. Oh, run. really? I'm almost positive she cuts off her arm to get free of a restraint again. Interesting. And like has to do it. I'm almost positive that happens <laughs> again. And I don't know how it happens there either. I don't understand.
1: Yeah, that, that, I feel like that should be addressed.
0: <laughs> but anyway, she gets free and, and defeats Kimura.
1: Yeah, I don't even know how this works. Like, she does she pull a gas line and use like a light bulb as an as like an ignition? Or what, an igniter? what seems
0: to happen is the whole house seems to blow up, and I don't understand. Well, I know. think
1: she punctured some gas lines, and then she busted out like a broken light bulb and something. I think she like somehow used an igniter. It's a little or something. unclear, and
0: that's what I mean with the with the art. I mean, and the progression. I mean, I'm assu-
1: I would assume Laura knows like advanced like.
0: Uh, you know, bombs, tactics, and things like that. Because I found this whole sequence very confusing, and I I think it was, like, it's some kind of storytelling problem that I don't... Like, I feel like the art wasn't clear about what exactly is... Being, I I understood enough about what was happening only because of the tree sequence we saw earlier. Yeah. Like, I understood kind of what Laura had to do. So I kind of got, okay, she's going for some kind of box or something on the side. That's how she, she's going to give her a shocky or something. Yeah. Um. But then the house seems to blow up. <laughs> the the whole don't, house. Don't under, I don't understand that part.
1: I don't either. And it's a big explosion. Like, I don't yeah, know. But
0: everyone's fine. Yeah. So a- anyway, long story short, the house blows up. Everyone's fine.
1: Well, I'm. I would assume that they got out of the house before the bomb went off.
0: I guess but again I don't see, see it. that's what
1: I think the light bulb was for I think it was like wherever she put the light bulb it gave him enough time to get out of the house and then it blew up maybe yeah you I don't might know.
0: again yeah <laughs> unclear for unclear me, at least I mean maybe I'm a dummy but it and, that, and listen that is sincerely possible. It could be possible that I'm a person recording Maybe a podcast- Maybe we just with, don't know enough with about less, less than average intelligence. <laughs> it, it, it's sincerely possible. <laughs> but as a person with less than average intelligence, I found this confusing. Oh, yeah. Uh, so Laura actually, uh, she she kind of lays low with, with Megan and Deborah for a while, uh, but then kind of sets them free. She's like, no, it, you, it's kind of like Harry and the Hendersons. Like, I don't even want you here anymore.
1: <laughs> don't you see you don't belong here?
0: <laughs> uh, but then- um, Megan does a nice thing and gives her like this little uh, kind of like watch bracelet thingy. It's, it's like it's uh, a locket. Yeah, locket. I couldn't yeah. think of the name. Thank yeah. you. <laughs>
1: They're not very common I anymore, mean, but they were big in the '90s and for like yeah. It kind of seems like an old novels. movie trope kind of thing. It's but an old romance uh, trope.
0: <laughs> uh, in in the In the lock, it's like a picture. It was of
1: before her. people could keep pictures of people they loved in their smartphones. Right.
0: <laughs> and uh, it's got, it's nice because it's got a picture of Sarah in it, so it's like Here, here's the one picture of your mom you have.
1: Yeah. Well, and then she puts her picture in it. Yeah. yeah. So it's like
0: yeah, a reminder of her family. Yep. Um. So I, I thought that was a really good scene. I liked that a lot. Oh yeah. Um. And then the final uh the cliffhanger of it is is Matt uh during this interrogation asked her like. All right, so uh, they you didn't kill him. I understand now. Like I understand what happened with the explosion, but what happened after that? Because the whole reason that Captain America and Matt were unclear is because Laura kind of sent her, uh Megan and Deborah into basically witness protection. Yeah. So nobody knows what. And happened after to the them.
1: explosion, all that uh, Matt Murdoch said was that they found like a bunch of burned up bodies, but they couldn't identify a lot of them. Right. So they just assumed which is good. a couple of them were Megan and them.
0: Yeah. So that's good. So now yeah. Laura's like, okay, good. I did my job. Nobody knows. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so like Laura tells him like, well, the next place I went, and then we see it the Xavier, Insti- Xavier Institute, like oh, the, yeah. the plaque on the front. Yep. And, and then we see the cover of the next issue. It's Laura like stabbing Wolverine, and you're like, fucking finally. I know. Yeah. It, it
1: finally, they're 11 the, issues later. Yeah,
0: get Logan in here. <laughs> uh, because we. this was a cliffhanger that they kind of left us with at the end of the last arc, where this was information that Sarah left to Laura as kind of like her last hope.
1: Yeah, so she's known about it for a little bit.
0: Yeah. Uh, Sarah must not have left enough words in there about the X Men because Laura kind of has the wrong idea about like what their role in this was yeah she should have like Sarah maybe should have been more. a little more clear like, yeah. hey, Wolverine had nothing to do with this just yeah. so you know
1: yeah like he's literally basically just you but he went through a little less pain right
0: because <laughs> I think all Sarah or all, all Laura had was like a picture and was like this is the person who they spawned you from and yeah. she's like okay I'll fucking go after him so this
1: guy is the dick right yeah so he's the one who did this to me it's basically
0: yeah. all she knows yeah and so she goes over to uh, the Xavier Institute it's cool because during this this is basically dead center of the Grant Morrison run where she shows up here. So this but, was
1: like the same time around. Was really, yeah,
0: if you look at the costumes when we see Jean and Emma and Logan, it's the Morrison costumes. Yeah, and it's Beast when he's like lion. Yeah, bro. like the like the, the lion face. Yeah, yeah and then Jean's got like kind of her like uh, leather. Uh, I, yeah, don't the, know what, the, I don't know the what the white you call dress it. Or like whatever. The, the weird ring looking. It's, yeah, yeah. It's got a bunch of rings on it. Yeah. Uh, and it's got like a, literally a scene from Grant Morrison's new X-Men where like, uh, Emma's like hugging Wolverine. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this, you, it's not like, kinda, yeah, it's like, interesting.
1: Cause I literally like just got to that, uh, that issue yeah, you, too, you were I'm, reading this as, reading, as we're reading this yeah, yeah. I'm reading that right now. So that
0: worked out. Yeah, it was cool. Cause there was actually a scene earlier too, where she first saw Xavier, where it's like the scene from, uh, Grant Morrison's run where Cassandra Nova is yeah. posing as Xavier and comes out as a mutant. Yep. Uh, yeah, it was
1: really cool. And so Laura
0: sees this on TV and goes, "Oh shit!" Like that's the the people my mom told me about. Yep. And so it's kind of cool to be able to place that exactly within continuity. Yeah, it's awesome. And so during this scene, literally this scene from Morrison's Run, where Emma's hugging Logan, like Logan like looks off into the distance and like here like smells a scent. Um, and he's like I have to go like I smell something and I don't think that that comes up during the scene in the Morrison side I, no. yeah I don't, I don't remember that it'd be kind of cool if it did it I would. don't think it does yeah no,
1: know it it's retroactive
0: uh, but yeah uh, Wolverine literally like leaves the Xavier uh, house like for no reason apparently and just drives off yeah because he knows he's being tailed yep and so he just goes to a campfire in the middle of the woods and he tells her like hey I smelled your scent an hour ago like I know you're following me like why don't you just come out and talk yep and Laura like jumps out of the trees and starts stabbing him and he's like Wait, please like, let's, let's <laughs> have a conversation you're giving me too many stabbies and uh she kind of has a plan here like because she's going for the kill immediately oh yeah um, like he he realizes like oh like you're not trying to like like i, I kind of know what your plan is your plan here is to bleed me out yeah like, exactly just, with no blood there's no way i'm doing anything Yep. Uh, and so at that point it's kind of like oh shit i kind of have to defend myself here i might actually die <laughs> Uh, and uh, this scene, uh, eventually, it kind of turns into, basically, I think it's supposed to be an adaptation of the scene we saw with, that we reviewed last week yep. in X-Men Evolution. Like, that that ex- exact scene where they're fighting outside the Xavier Institute.
1: Yeah, it's very similar. Yep.
0: Uh, I think this was kind of Yost and Kyle being like, okay, well, this is where we put that scene. Yep. Um, Because it's Wolverine like just like sheathing his claws, being like, I don't want to fight you like I am you. Like, I'm the only one who understands. Like, yeah, this happened to me.
1: Exactly. Uh, which is a
0: really good scene, like, once Laura finally stops stabbing him. Yeah, this whole <laughs> sequence is amazing. Yeah, uh, but then it's immediately interrupted by Captain America just being a dick again. Because <laughs> this is the scene I was talking about, where I'm like, "Whoa, Captain America!" Because Captain America flies in with like a sh- uh, a shield helicopter. And the first thing that the shield helicopter does is start firing sniper bullets at him. I forgot about that. Yeah, because Wolverine's like, holy shit, get behind me, get down. <laughs> and Wolverine takes like a bunch of rounds to the stomach. So yeah. this guy was going for the kill. Yeah, that's a dick move. And and then like Wolverine's like on the ground after being shot. And then that's when Captain America lands and like puts his shield down on Laura. And he's like, they're under arrest. It's like, dude, get the fuck out. Yeah, like I don't understand. Like, like, yeah, I
1: just shot that like almost dead man from a helicopter. Yeah, like imagine
0: this scene like this coming. I mean, just seeing this scene it's like yeah Wolverine leaves the Institute immediately gets attacked by shield snipers and Captain America yeah like we don't like he doesn't seem to have any problem with what just happened it's almost, it seems like for all intents and purposes he gave the order yeah exactly like, start shooting him yeah like <laughs> he the... saw all this happening and I guess you, you can tell us like that he knows they're both Wolverines yeah. and they'll be fine but that's still that's problematic
1: exactly like you're s- technically supposed to be on the same
0: side yeah like, come on like is Captain America's strategy really shoot first ask questions later yeah <laughs> because that's I don't know if that's the right take yeah it's a bold move like uh, Captain America is either like a dick or wildly out of character like
1: either make him in Hydra or make him Captain America I
0: mean the part (laughs) that was kind of winning me over is they tear Captain America down just to push Matt Murdock up because that that, that Uh, that's true because it puts Matt Murdock in a position where he can be wildly in character and be like this is bullshit like you're breaking every law and you're not even giving her a chance to live her life
1: yeah dude Matt Murdock is like the hero at the end of this yep oh I loved it he just slaps Captain America across the face like dude you're an ass."
0: yeah because the first thing he says upon hearing the end of this story he's like you didn't tell me that part Steve like you should have left her with Wolverine he says that and he's like what like what do you mean I should have left her with Wolverine And Matt Murdoch's like are you high like you know what they do yeah. to mutants uh, dude, this is weapon X and uh,
1: you could almost kind of compare this loosely to like a civil war type situation where it's and I, you'd think Captain America would be on the opposite side of this yeah so be like don't leave this in like the hands of shield or like people that would make her a weapon like like do the right thing even if it's technically like like the illegal thing.
0: Right. And and people who have read this, I mean you I mean, the way this ends is Steve does come to his senses. Yeah. It's just that should have happened like way sooner it took like, too long <laughs> captain america is supposed to be someone like this should be like the first thing he thinks is like this is wrong
1: i mean yeah, yeah. and like you said unless you just wanted to do that just to elevate Matt murdoch at the end but... right
0: but i mean you don't have to push other characters down to give matt murdoch that moment <laughs> yeah just don't have this be captain america this could have been nick fury and i would have bought every second of exactly this. Yeah. like
1: yeah like you made Captain america like really hardcore
0: and like and i will i'll admit it does turn around at the end because captain america like basically tells matt murdoch to go fuck himself
1: but again and yeah and because I get right before that then I feel like and then the turn of heart
0: right and the turn is and this is the part where I I have mixed feelings about this because the turn itself they sell very well oh yeah they do and uh, there's added context too because this story takes place maybe one year after the actual original winter soldier story Okay, so like the story where Bucky was revealed to be alive and to be like a sleeper cell assassin. Oh, that, that story like debuted yeah. one year, like one year before this one.
1: That's another fucking reason for why Captain America should not have been on this take. E- exactly. <laughs> well, and
0: and and that that's actually used at the end here because yeah. it's subtly played. But they they do mention it pretty much exactly because Captain America is driving Laura out in handcuffs and he like looks at himself in the mirror and he and he he, like they don't say it. But he clearly like remembers Bucky because he even mentions (laughs) it later. He says, if I take you in now, new people will use you the same way the facility did. And I can't let that happen. Dot, dot, dot not again yeah yeah yep and and, and they don't explain that part but if you know the context he's talking about Bucky right there
1: okay I got you
0: yep so so like the way they played at the end by the end I'm back on board they wrap it up nicely yeah because they tied it in with something that makes a ton of sense like all of a sudden I get why they wanted to have Captain America be here because they can make that Bucky connection yeah it's just that connection should have been made immediately that should have been like if I can be script doctor here that should have been like the reason Captain America took Laura yeah because he could have been Uh, like he could have been like I didn't want S.H.I.E.L.D. to have you because I wanted to ask my own questions. I, I had a friend who was brainwashed recently and I know what it's like. So explain your side of this. Help me help you.
1: Yeah, like I, I need to know that like you can be turned around. Yeah, like, like why, I, need, why, I need to why know this, that? To take? Yeah, take. Yeah.
0: I need to know this isn't going to continue. Instead of having Matt Murdoch be in there being like this is wildly unconstitutional.
1: <laughs> like dude you are breaking so many laws right now.
0: Are you Captain America? Are you Captain <laughs> Hydra already? Is Are we in this timeline? Yeah, like what's happening? Yeah. So yeah, I mean that, that by the end I guess it works but and, and that so I mean, that's what this final issue was—just a little bit weird in general, because like it's it, basically it's her stalking the Xavier Institute, trying to kill Wolverine. They have a touching moment at the end. Yeah, they get tried to kill by Captain America, <laughs> and then Captain America has a turn where he's like, finally, like, oh yeah, I'm a superhero. But
1: it was the turn that made sense. At yeah. Least.
0: So I mean, there's there's little details in here that I liked. I just feel like the whole thing, like this whole arc, could have been a little bit more well put together. I still I, I still like a lot of it, um, but. On the reread, I noticed that this one didn't hold up quite as well as the last one for the reasons that I've talked about. Yeah, I still enjoyed it. It, I thought it was still good. No, it's still still a good story overall. But
1: if I'm going to reread one of these like arcs, it's gonna be the first one. Yeah, because
0: Innocence Lost had a lot more going on. Like it had a lot more meat on the bone. Like it had a lot like of this big moral dilemma of like uh, of Sarah, like what is she doing? When is this gonna go yeah, wrong? Like, context- and how far did it go wrong? Contextually, it added a lot more. Yeah, there was a lot more of like a moral. There was a lot more moral stakes happening. Whereas yeah. in this, it's more of just the mystery of did she kill her family? Oh no, she didn't. Okay, exactly. Like yeah. it's almost
1: kind of like a crime drama with like the interrogation scenes happening coincidentally with the the story as it develops right
0: um but yeah so the, if you want to read more x-23 this story leads into uh she kind of joins like a team of young x-men uh after this uh you can do like the whole cr- kind of yost kyle reading order if you want to read more x-23 uh after that she joins the x-force with wolverine that that story is pretty good
1: so, she did because okay so morrison's x-men that came before this or around the same time
0: the this ca- it she came doesn't, it came before this she doesn't
1: ever show up in um In in Morrison's publication
0: wise, that uh, Grant Morrison's new X Men was done by this time. Ah, gotcha. But this story takes place during Grant Morrison's new because this story takes place back in time a little bit. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um. So so this led into uh, because there was a big event called House of M, which kind of is happening around the same time this happens, and that's where Laura joins the X Men, like in the wake of all that kind of uh, new world, like new status quo. Okay. Um. So I mean, so uh, there's a really good reading order on the uh. The whole Yoast Kyle reading order that I posted a while ago on Twitter. If anyone's interested, I can always share that link with you. Okay. Um, That's what I use to read it. Um, Otherwise, after this, we're going to be covering her first uh, debut appearance in live action, which is Logan, which I'm sure is a movie a lot of people have seen. If you haven't, go watch. It's probably top five comic book movie of all time. Oh, easily. Um, So I I would definitely recommend watching that before you listen to our review of it, because our review is going to be very spoilery. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Uh, But without further ado, we are going to be covering that next. All right, the movie Logan, man. What it This was uh we're very fortunate we got this movie because I feel like this this movie there was a really good chance it never would have been made because this came right after two consecutive Wolverine movie flops. <laughs> yeah. So I like we're really fortunate that they took a chance on this one because this and, one actually finally worked out.
1: And the fact that we got this and it was an R-rated Wolverine movie. I,
0: yeah, I feel like that added a little bit too. Um Cuz like after having two
1: flops like to go on to do an R-rated movie that's obviously that's a big risk you don't right. do as well at box office like that's a huge risk yeah
0: you're right and um and it's probably the best I mean, not probably. It definitely is the best movie that Fox gave us. Like, out of all oh, the yeah. X-Men or superhero movies they did And I all. think
1: one of their last, because I, I think now the year after this movie came out, was the whole deal with Disney. Well, I think
0: the last one they do is going to be New Mutants, because they're keeping that one in their pocket for the rest of time. Oh, yeah. I, I, I suppose
1: they still got a few left in the tank. When, yeah. when
0: that movie comes out in 20 infinity. Yeah. <laughs> so, technically, the, the X-Men Fox universe will never die. We're not dead <laughs> yet. We're not dead. We're not dead if we never release our final movie. <laughs> it's like trapping a villager in your t- yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but yes, the the opening scene uh, of Logan is is pretty pretty cool as well because it kind of shows why they wanted to make this movie rated R. Yeah, it sets the tone really early. Yeah, because you can you can show a lot more of Wolverine fighting people when the movie's rated R. Because yeah. when, w- clearly, if you go back and watch the other X Men movies, like the way that Wolverine fights is very cinematically not interesting. No, like uh, making it R rated, you sure it makes it gorier or more brutal, but like it just. Overall, it makes the choreography and like what's happening on screen more interesting. Exactly, because he yeah. doesn't just have to stab everyone in the chest. Exactly, <laughs> or yeah, or just with, like no blood, or
1: just slash them across the chest and they go flying with no blood or claw marks. Right, because that's
0: basically <laughs> every Wolverine fight that we got before. So now yeah. you can do a lot more visually. Like if you're a person who's into like action sequences and things like that, which I am. Oh, yeah, like that's that's what that's something you can you can kind of get uh some enjoyment out of in this movie. Oh yeah, that they finally had the opportunity to do.
1: Yeah, like, I mean, I I sympathize with people who can't handle, you know, blood and gore and things like that, but for people that can and are into, like, those kind of fight sequences and, you know, like, good Hollywood gore makeup and things. Yeah. This, this movie, and it's not-, not,
0: like, gory for gory's sake. It's no, just pretty no. much, like, what you'd it's, expect to happen. It's
1: literally practical gore. Yeah,
0: it's, like, what you'd expect to happen when getting slashed with the sharpest metal on Earth. Yeah, yeah, and
1: and and even still, for having an R rating and for it being such a brutal fucking way to kill people, like, they still don't go over the top, I feel like. Right,
0: and that's, that's what I, I kind of appreciated, where it's just, like, Logan just doing what would happen. Exactly, yeah. Um, And, and this, this movie also, like... Throughout the whole thing, I think I tweeted about this too, but like it, it, finally shows like how scary fighting like any Wolverine would be. Oh God! Because it, you would just because they just don't stop. Yeah, and they can like cut through anything, and you're just seeing people get like eviscerated, and you're like, holy shit! Like I,
1: I would have no idea how I would even approach fighting something like that. Yeah, it, <laughs> like you have no chance.
0: Because like we we see that not only with Logan, but especially with uh, his like clone that we see X twenty four later God. on in the movie, yeah, where yeah. it's like just like a terrifying like. It's almost like a classic horror movie monster. The, the role that X24 has in this oh, movie sure. cuz it's literally like Michael Myers where you just like keep stabbing him and you keep stabbing him and like he just gets up again. Yeah, he's just the silent fucking
1: like unstoppable machine. Yeah,
0: exactly. I'm glad we're covering this movie with an adaptation of uh an X23 book and not doing it with the one that a lot of people assume it's based on, which is Old, Old Man, Man Logan. Logan. Yeah. yeah. Cuz it, it takes some things from Old Man Logan, but only like the purest like bits of like Story setup where basically the only things they take from Old Man Logan is this future's sort of grim and he's going across the country doing a Wolverine thing. That's pretty much all that we take and from Old Man kinda Logan. He's kind of dying. Yeah. Yeah. And because Old Man Logan is a. Uh, it's a Mark Miller book and Mark Miller books are always in not my favorite. Um, I mean it's got it, Yeah, I've never read it, but I, I I know the key points in it. Yeah, Mark Miller's a guy who like writes huge books with huge, like weird ideas that don't never really make sense and kind of end up tearing characters down to a level that they never should have been at. Okay. Um, which happens a lot in like Civil War and then like in old man Logan when you see like the Hulks like becoming like insane like maniacs. Oh, I've heard about that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um so the story's fine fine with Without those, I'm almost glad that Fox didn't have the rights to, like, the Hulk and shit just so they weren't tempted. Yeah. They kind of were, like, forced creatively into this position where they're like, we have to just write our own take on it. I mean, they Which did... worked out better. Oh, it, it, it worked was out better, better than the comic. For yeah. sure, yeah. Because, uh, like, the, the, including X-23 in that story is such a better angle because we get, like, uh, his whole struggle with, like... It's, it it, it's, uh, it kind of mirrors, like, an old Western where it's, like, he, like, doesn't want to be the hero, but he's, like, you know, dragged along and kind of realizes, like, you know, there was good in, it, underneath him the whole time. Yeah, and, and then meets, like, someone or
1: something that, you know, kind of embodied what he used to believe in yeah. and, like, kind of shows a spark of hope that yep. things could be different. That reminded me
0: of a ton of old Westerns where oh, it's, yeah. like, a person who's lost hope in the law, you know? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it, that, that was a really good setup. Yeah. Uh, Charles Xavier is very good in this movie. I wanted to call that out as well. Yeah, and like and Um, how we
1: were talking, you know, it's one thing to have you know how terrifying Wolverine would be like. To anyone, and then you add a freaking like dementia ridden Charles Xavier. Like I can't imagine anything more frightening than that. Well,
0: yeah, that that's exactly what the the antagonist of the story. I forget his name now. The guy with the metal hand. Yeah, uh, he, that's exactly what he says. He's like a degenerative brain disease in the world's most dangerous brain. Like that is a scary thought. Yeah, it's literally like worse than a nuke. Because the the take that we get in because in the. Uh In this movie, basically what we're implied, what we're told is that the X-Men were at Westchester at the Xavier Institute when something must have gone wrong in Charles's mind. Like a kind of like a psychic nuke went off and killed a bunch of the X-Men. Wolverine's implied to have survived because he has like a resistance to what's uh, like these mind attacks that uh, Charles is. It's like a mind seizure almost. Yeah, yeah. Um, Wolverine, because of his healing factor, has kind of like a resistance to it. Uh, and that's kind of like a better take on why the X-Men aren't around than what Old Man Logan gave us. In uh, Old Man Logan, uh, for those who aren't familiar, uh, Wolverine actually killed all the X-Men.
1: And oh, we're, yeah. we're told
0: that he did it like while... Under the effects of Mysterio Mysterio like fooled him Into like believing He was fighting like A bunch of villains Oh But then he actually He killed all of the X-Men huh. But I feel like this take Is a lot more believable Because listen I don't. We don't need to get into Like power levels Who would beat who But yeah. I'm just gonna tell you all, Wolverine would not Beat all of the X-Men That's just not gonna happen
1: <laughs> No I, I, Literally the only person That's gonna beat all the X-Men Is Xavier
0: Yeah well actually There's probably a lot of X-Men Who I'd take in that fight But not Wolverine any,
1: Almost any psychic basically Yeah
0: yeah Just not Wolverine Not like, let's Wolverine Just lift him up And make him wobble with little arms <laughs> yeah, like, couldn't, couldn't Magneto himself just be Wolverine oh yeah or, or Gene could just like lift him one foot above the ground while he wobbles <laughs> <laughs> I Wolverine wobbled is quite, quite an image in my head he doesn't fall down <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> uh, yes, but so I mean, but this take is a lot more because it's. And this take is more uh, interesting too because it adds like more danger because it's like it could happen again. Yeah, it's almost like a
1: second antagonist of yeah. the
0: movie. Um, and so it's kind of like a cool take where it's like uh, Logan is like trying to secretly look after Xavier and make sure that no one knows he's here because. Not only are mutants being hunted, but Xavier especially is being hunted. Yeah, he's like public
1: enemy, public enemy number one. Yeah,
0: and and we don't know exactly what happened to mutants and either. I mean, that's kind of one thing this movie does really well is lays a lot of stuff under the surface and doesn't tell you too much.
1: I mean, you it, kind of assume it's Xavier.
0: Well, it's not just Xavier. Like mutants are are clearly like have been driven to extinction. We find out why at the very end. Well, that's
1: uh, you kind of assume like Xavier probably has something to do with it. Yeah, especially I mean, I mean, with him, didn't being, in with the him end. being sick.
0: But in, in the end, he didn't. He, in the end, it was uh, Xander Rice who put stuff in the water to make mutants start, stop being yeah.
1: born. I mean, uh, so there wasn't some kind of event or anything?
0: Well, no, Xavier killed the X-Men. Yeah, all the people, yeah. I'm talking about mutants. Oh, right, right. Gotcha. Um. So yeah, we we find out that uh, Xander Rice has been basically poisoning the water and stopping the mutants from being born. Yeah, and and, and that was uh, that's a character callback to the last week. Yep, Xander Rice appeared in our our first uh, arc that we covered. I mean, uh, much younger Xander yeah, Rice. Yeah, di- but...
1: different character like model in this. Uh, yeah, it movie, feels but... like they
0: kind of combine Xander and, and Sutter and Sutter a little bit. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, but they do reference, like, uh, Dale Rice, his father, who started with the the Weapon yep. X program. So it's it's very, it's tied into the same the same shit.
1: Yeah, it's actually cool Sam Wolverine's just like, yeah, I, I think I killed him. Yeah, and he's <laughs> like, I think you did. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry.
0: Yeah, you kind of get the impression Xander didn't really like his dad either, so he's like, yep, you did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: and, I mean, in the comics, too, Xander's a freaking sociopath, so right. I, don't, I don't think he cared about anyone but himself. Right,
0: exactly. And Dale Rice was probably a piece of shit, too, so oh, yeah. he probably wasn't a great dad. Exactly. One part. Uh, and when Laura finally... Look, one sequence I really like is... Is when Laura is like first at uh, the compound that they have That Logan's compound with Xavier Yeah Because like she shows up kind of like unannounced She just like stowaways in the car Yeah she just
1: hops in the trunk Because when Wolverine's trying to find him And finds that uh, her mother figure has been murdered or Yeah because
0: what I like about it is Xavier is like the whole time He's like been talking to her already Yeah Like psychically Like across like large paths of, of area Yeah he's
1: been like trying to warn Or tell Wolverine like that there's a new mutant or whatever And Wolverine of course is like yeah Whatever crazy right. old man
0: because, cause, uh, you know, a lot of times, you know, uh, Xavier will just be, like, reciting, like, Taco Bell commercials. And yeah, I,
1: that that was a kind of a cool take where, like, he's just picking up on a bunch of different frequencies and just, like, spewing them out loud.
0: Yep, because he just, like, it's just like... Get it, ch- it with chicken. Yeah, he's just trying to <laughs> sort out the telepathic nonsense of floating in the air. You yeah. Know? Um, but then he does pick up on Laura, and turns out he was right on that one. And, yep. And this, this, this is what I really like about Xavier in this movie is he's like the one person who's like reminding, like when he's lucid anyway. Yeah. Reminding Logan, like, no, we're the X Men. Like you've lost, like you're such a disappointment. Like you've lost hope in everything we ever started fighting for.
1: I know those are such raw, like scenes too, where where like, Xavier's just kind of tearing down Logan. We're like, I mean, he's right, but at the same time, it's like, come on, give the guy a fucking break. I guess.
0: But yeah, but you're right. He's, I mean, he's, he's right. It's like you need to like, even when times are tough like these these are ideals like we stood for and like yeah. you don't anymore. Yeah, true. And because like the whole movie he's like trying to abandon Laura who like, that's like the yeah. number one rule of the X Men is like, don't abandon the other mutants, like, help each other. Right. And so, this whole time, Logan's just trying to ditch her, and Xavier's like, no, like, we need, like, we can't forget about Laura. He keeps saying that. Yeah, exactly. And so, I really like that. And the, I um, mean, it,
1: it is kind of tough for him because he already has to lug around like a man, an old man that can't get around on his own. Oh, sure. It's but, not yeah. easy. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, Laura can fend for herself at least a little well, bit. Well, right. Exactly. Oh, yeah. She definitely
0: can. Oh, like, yeah. We've we seen her, like, <laughs> that first fight scene with her and, like, all the soldiers is like, so interesting because of just the respect they give her because he, like, oh yeah when she's like approaching them they're all like whoa whoa whoa, back up back up back up yeah, like, like you don't want to do this long. yeah don't it, do it because it because like that's the first time we see her fight so it's like such a good introduction where like all these soldiers are like like backing away in fear from this little girl yeah exactly so it's like you're like oh shit yeah that that
1: first fight scene is insane and mm-hmm. especially when she whips out the foot claws like that just, oh, I yeah. can't ima- That would be the worst thing to me. <laughs> yeah. Because it's like, all right, we got her pinned. And then her freaking foot just comes out of nowhere, right right, yeah. right under your chin. Cuts your face off. Yep, uh.
0: not great. Ugh. Yeah, there's a couple cool kind of like creative fight sequences in this. Because like one of my favorites is when they get like cornered at the casino. Uh, because Logan kind of like gets back late. To uh to like he's checking on Xavier and Laura. He left them like in the hotel room. Yeah. And he's getting back to the casino and he kinda gets back too late. He see he looks around and sees there's goons everywhere. Like, you know, people are closing in. He's like, Oh shit, like they're already here. Yeah. And like as he's going in, like a telepathic attack goes off and like cars start crashing and it's like a big one yeah and so he like Wolverine has to like fight his way through the hotel like w- fighting through the psychic attack even going up the elevator waiting for it to go up yeah
1: everyone's basically just frozen in place
0: yeah and it's cool because you see like the reason why this is going off is because the like these like the mercenaries are actually in the hotel room like about to kill Xavier so yep. then Xavier like at the last second like sent out a telepathic attack yeah uh, like to defend himself and so he's been holding this attack the whole time and these soldiers are just like frozen pointing their guns about to pull the trigger so logan it's cool because logan like keeps going forward slowly <laughs> and like their eyes can still move yeah you could slowly see the death just crawling toward you yeah and they just have to look at it be like oh i'm trying to move but i can't right and then you just get a pair of claws under yeah, the wolverine chin. just puts his fist under your face uh, and sink god that's a bad way to yep. go yep and so it's oh, the wolverine's like just and that's like a really creative sequence that i haven't seen like where one person is unfrozen just going through like trying to basically like it's almost like a like what you'd see like in a quicksilver or like the flash
1: yeah for sure or like
0: they're going through really quickly but it's not quickly yeah it's like, it's like the opposite
1: of like freezing time
0: yeah so I, I, I don't know I just really I thought that was a really great sequence because it starts out with that mystery of like why is this telepathic attack going on because that's yep. almost like a threat enough on itself oh, yeah. where you're like oh shit the telepathic attack is happening we were told about this but then you see the mercenaries and you're like Oh shit It's yeah, not just that
1: Exactly Like that's
0: a really Great sequence
1: Yeah no, And like And cause the You know the, the They're obviously play with, Playing with the sound This entire time And it's just kind of A really loud Like pitch vibration Yeah so, the like, sound effect For it is th- great The whole sequence You're just like Freaking on the edge You're
0: like Holy shit Just wrap this up uh-huh. <laughs> Uh huh After that though I mean I, I feel like X-24 Was not the Perfect in this Like I, I feel like He wasn't my favorite Part of this movie I know It's a big complaint For a lot of people I know that like
1: like a lot of people say that Logan would be a perfect movie if it wasn't for the the Wolverine clone. Like yeah. they say it, I, I can kind of see the argument of how it ruins like the tone almost. It kind of makes it a little more campy and cheesy. It, but I don't
0: think it ruins anything. It but it does it doesn't feel ruin it, it does feel a little bit less creative than what the rest of the movies offer. It does. Like yeah. it kind
1: of feels like like the last option of the ideas that they were mulling around yeah it's with. like
0: the it's like the last like stale take that they couldn't think of a better idea exactly
1: like that seems like something you kind of spitball it's like oh well what if it's a wolverine a younger wolverine clone that fights yeah him? they're like that
0: works but let's try to think of something better yeah let's they, they build they off that yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah i don't know i mean i don't hate it but it's just not it's, it should have been a uh, saber Yeah. Like, have it be like an actual... Sabretooth or
1: just another X
0: clone. Yeah, another member... there's other people in Weapon X, like Domino. Yeah, just like like a different uh, variant. Or a new variant. Sabretooth would have been good, though. Because I get what they're going for. Like, the part that does work for X-24 is it's kind of like this symbolic notion of like i have to defeat my older brutal or like more brutal self yeah which it, is kind of like that's kind of a cool symbolic kind of image
1: and i do like the take like i was saying earlier it's almost like a michael myers type figure where it's like the silent assassin oh he is like scary that, that, oh it's
0: very scary that, those parts work and like yeah. i
1: appreciate that a hell of a lot more than if they would have tried to go extra cheesy and made him like have a personality and like make quips at Wolverine like yeah, that would have been. Yeah, god I'm awful. the new better Wolverine. Yeah, like that would have been. I would have been terrible. I would have turned the movie off. Well, but... you don't like blood, bub. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna kill you, bub.
0: My favorite part is the blood, bub. <laughs> but yeah,
1: it's. I I understand the argument a lot.
0: Yeah, but so I guess that the part of like him like he has to defeat his like more violent younger self is better. Yeah, but then I I guess maybe not really because the way he defeats his younger more violent self is through violence. Yeah, like, I guess. Well, and, maybe and, not. Yeah, yeah. he's.
1: Not even though that ends up beating him.
0: Yeah, right. So, I, I don't know. So, I mean, that part works until it doesn't. But, yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Someone had to be able to kill Wolverine, I guess. Exactly, but, yeah. So, I guess you got to explain that somehow. And the way it gets there is fine. Because, um, like, the, that whole one, one sequence, which I really liked as well, and this is another thing I just want to uh, a fawn over Xavier in this movie again, is, like, the scene where they're just driving down the road and... Uh, The uh, these kind of self driving trucks go by and like knock this car off the road and all their horses go free. Yep, like they had a a trailer full of horses. And uh Wolverine is kind of just drives by it, and he's like, eh, "Well, I guess that's shitty, but fuck yeah, him, someone right. else will come along." Yeah, and that, that's exactly what he says. He's like, "Someone will come along." And then Xavier has a great line, and he's like, "Well, someone has come along." Yeah, and like that's such a that's like a perfect that's such a poignant line. Like that's one of the most memorable lines in this movie. Yeah, I think. for sure. He has a lot of those too. Yep, because it's just like that's a perfect like attitude to have. Like, no, help is here. Like, we're the help. Like, right. if, if you walk by, everyone like that. That's what everyone does. Is yeah, it's by. like if you're gonna say that, then so will the next person. Yeah, like you're you're the fucking we're, we're the X Men. We we can get some horses. Yeah, and exactly. Xavier even like he uh, kind of ha- he does his tele uh, his uh, telepathy thing and gets the horses in. He does like the 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 Witcher mind trick on. Yeah, him. that was
1: like one of my favorite moments. He just kind of does like the closed eye like Witcher like like animals speak and just like lines them all up next yep. to the trail. Like the family is even like what the fuck. <laughs> yeah, but they'll <laughs> like, go with it. Yeah. yeah, like how the hell did that happen? And
0: then we we get like it's kind of Xavier describes it as like you know the most perfect night that either of them has had. in a I long know. Time. Yeah, because yeah. the
1: family invites them back to their like farmhouse and like. Like they have a nice dinner and everything and like, like it's like the perfect night for xavier just, but if you've seen the movie going up you're just like yep. oh god this is yep, so fucked
0: yep yep and then uh that's when x24 shows up and gives everyone the stabbies yeah
1: i mean i guess it is kind of nice that like xavier like obviously the past probably what 15 years have not been great for him so like i mean at least the night before the night he died at least he had like the quote unquote perfect day before he died I guess I mean he, <laughs> he
0: does like die thinking of his greatest regret though which is kind of sad
1: and he also does die thinking that Wolverine kind of killed him
0: well I don't think he does I think I think he lives on a little bit after that yeah
1: that's true And like Wolverine does have enough time to like pick him up and Wolverine actually it's kind of really sad where he picks him up he's just like it wasn't me yeah he's Charles. like whispering like, he's like
0: it wasn't me it wasn't me he's, yeah. like, he's like if you die like just know it wasn't me yeah it's fucked yeah it's it's really rough <laughs> uh, and then so the, like once Xavier's gone it's pretty much just Logan and Laura and like Logan the whole time is still just trying to like get rid of her he's like well listen like the plan that your like your mom had is just not gonna work like he thinks it's all fake yeah like it's the coordinates are from a comic book
1: right we find out which
0: they which the kids chose because it was in a comic book yeah but logan is thinking it's all bullshit for that reason yeah um but like he actually ends up taking laura up there and it's like there's like a whole resistance so i'm glad he did yeah exactly Uh, Even though, I mean, he does kind of do
1: it out of spite because it's just like, fine, you know what? We'll go there and I'll show you. (laughs) (laughs) That's
0: true. Uh, And that's kind of that's a really great scene, too. I like that when when Laura finally speaks. Yeah, it's like she hasn't said a single word like the whole movie. Uh, until now, and like she kind of just says the names of all of her friends who uh, who she's trying to meet. Yeah. And she's like, "No, we can't abandon them; they'll all die." And mm-hmm. he's like, "I didn't even know you that you like spoke. Like you haven't said a word this whole time." <laughs> like, and what? she like just starts hitting him. He's like, "Stop it! Stop hitting me!" <laughs> oh man. Hey, oh, yeah, I love that scene. It's like cause that's like like when Laura kind of finally starts to like become her own character. She's like, "Well, no one else is around to help anymore. Like Xavier is the one person who I, I kind of had any kind of connection with." Yeah, and like
1: and obviously this fucking old crusty man isn't gonna like be able to get by on his own right. I'm gonna have to
0: help him because Xavier's been kind of like speaking for her a little bit up until now yeah because Xavier's been talking to her telepathically and kind of just being like no like she needs this like just knowing yeah but like she doesn't want to speak for herself because she's like too detached but mm-hmm. now she finally like I guess it's been around long enough
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, the, the final the fi- whole final sequence is, is, is pretty like I mean it, it's sad as hell but yeah uh, uh, when he's going through and just like he takes the last of the the mutant drug, just because he knows like he's got to save Laura. Yeah, that part was pretty badass. He just mm-hmm. goes full Wolverine. Yep, his like last sequence is Wolverine, and right before it, the kids even shave his beard into the Wolverine beard. <laughs> that part was kind of cheesy, but I do love it. Oh no, that's the, that's the cheese I'm in for. though Oh for sure, that, that's, that's the cheese I'm here for. Exactly. It's like give him the fucking Wolverine beard. They they should have given him. I would, listen, if they would have given him the yellow costume, I would have gone with that too. Oh for sure, <laughs> no, definitely, it would have been cheesy. Yeah, it, I like. I'm not gonna sit here and tell you it wouldn't have been. Well, it kinda- would have been all for it well
1: it's cool too because like even one of the one of like the mutant kids that they made it like this uh refuge or whatever he even has like a kind of wolverine like action figure type thing with that the he yellow costume yep. yeah
0: so it's like all these kids are just like huge fans yeah i love that uh but yeah so he, he takes out x-24 but then x-24 takes out him Unfortunately, well, Laura actually does. Well, that's true. Like, Laura <laughs> kills him
1: because yeah, they bring out Chekhov's adamantium bullet. <laughs> oh yeah, but that, that <laughs> was a beginning.
0: good offs bullet because uh, they kind of made you think it, that it was in the movie for a different reason. Well, yeah, Wolverine even says he's like he's going to use it to kill himself. Yeah. yeah, and uh but I I if I feel like with the first time I was watching this, I did realize like I was like wait, adamantium bullet. As soon as they introduced the clone, I was like. Yep, I yeah, get it now. Literally, I get it now. Literally the only thing. Yep, yeah, so, so it made sense by the end. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then, of course, we get the scene at the end, which I really like, where uh, they're all leaving Wolverine's funeral, and she goes back. She's like, no, 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 wait, wait, one yeah, second. Yeah, they have the
1: wooden cross yep, set up. and
0: puts it down as an X. So I was like, down. Honestly, like, yep. I don't
1: know how you could end it better than that.
0: Yep, that's just like the greatest. Like, nope, he, he died in X-Men. Oh, Boom! Yeah.
1: yeah, X-Men for fucking life. Yep. Oh, God, hell of a scene. I love that ending.
0: Uh but yeah so that that was uh Laura Kinney's introduction into the live action. It was uh I mean couldn't have been done any better honestly. This is one of the best this is what in any medium. This is one of the best instances of Laura Kinney that I've seen. Oh, hands down. Uh you know, it, it's, it's on par with any of the comics we've read with her so far, any of the comics I've ever read with her. Um on par like obviously on par with, uh, you know, what we saw in the cartoon. Like this is like this is a hell of an adaptation. I, I really enjoyed it. I can I I'm sorry if I spoiled
1: I'm pretty sure her name is Daphne Keen, who played Laura yeah yeah, Yeah, she she did a really great job I think she's blowing up too I think she's about to be in something else pretty big oh nice well, oh, good for her. Yeah, she she's awesome in it. And, yeah, it, I'd love to see her. And if once play X twenty three again. Yeah, once I, the X Men get reintroduced. And yeah, everything. why not
0: have her? Because I mean, we I f- feel like you have to because Logan was such a huge success. Well, and not only that, but like we've had like a lot of Logan. You know what I mean? Like we've had a lot of like the Wolverine. Why not I know, give us a new take on it?
1: Exactly, and like for the past you know year, ever since the whole announcement came that you know the MCU was going to be redoing the X-Men everyone's like oh like who are they going to cast as new Wolverine everyone's been saying a bunch of like you know male actors and all that but yeah, yeah it'd be awesome Why would, not just do I'd Laura? be fully yeah. on board if they just made the new Wolverine X-23 yeah
0: and the Marvel um, Cinematic Universe has kind of done that before where they've taken like like with Ant-Man they were like no uh, Scott Lang is going to be our Ant." yeah man. exactly
1: but, just pass the torch
0: yeah yeah I'd be fully on board with that yeah we, we've gotten enough Logan like give us some good solid Laura years and that's and like with how legendary
1: huge jackman is as wolverine for all those years like it'd be i mean you could obviously replace him like we've done it with spider-man enough times but at the same time it's like x-23 is such an amazing character why not just ride off that
0: right and i I started out this podcast with like uh me half joking that uh, laura was the better wolverine i'm not (laughs) joking but i (laughs) but i mean honestly just give it like there's more there's new content to tell us oh yeah whereas we've told like logan if you want to know if you want some logan stories there's tons infinite There's amounts infinite amounts like we've done <laughs> we've covered the character like get, let's have a new take on it exactly, I, I yeah, agree with that yeah, for be, sure like I, I was really hoping before they even like got bought by the Disney in the Marvel Universe that they were gonna do like because they were planning to do that X-Force movie oh, right, in the Deadpool Universe yeah, yeah. my yeah. hope was that they were gonna have it be like a time travel thing where like an adult Laura oh, is like the Wolverine of that team hell yeah. like that would have been a, a really cool uh, option as well but hmm. I mean regardless of what they do I do hope they bring back the character yeah, and give us some yeah. more like, I would especially love that. after Logan I feel like that's a slam dunk
1: He's, and like like Logan basically just set you up to have her be the new Wolverine. Yeah, like, exactly. Like, it's the perfect like torch passing right there Yeah, and by
0: the time they actually get around to doing Wolverine you could even have her as be like the Daphne can't even be like the grown-up like Wolverine by oh the, for sure by then she'll like probably look a lot different like grow, like, like by then it'll be like an eight-year difference exactly yeah, yeah for sure so like you she could even be like the adult Wolverine like that would be perfect mm-hmm. Um. so yeah so that'll bring us to the end of our X-23 content uh, where we, we could always come back to this character down the line if we find something else to review if there's other adaptations to do yeah Um. I, I would love to dive into more X-Men stuff in general some some other ideas i've had is maybe do like uh go through all the original x-men movies go through uh we could even go through the like newer x-men ones because they did like uh, a apocalypse adaptation and they did uh dark phoenix even though those movies have questionable choices in them (laughs) uh so we i mean we've got a lot of x-men stuff left to cover. but this was our first little dip dip in the water yeah it was a good uh, good start content yes indeed uh, next week we're actually going to be diving back into the DC universe. Oh yeah, uh, for the first time in a while we've been in Marvel for good, good several time. weeks. Yeah, well, and we, well, not just Marvel. We did Marvel slash indie and Hellboy. For, yeah, yeah, for a little bit. We I don't think I think our last DC episode was Birds of Prey. Yep. Back so. at the end of February. So, yeah. so we're getting back into it. We're going to be doing a two parter on All Star Superman mm-hmm. uh, by Grant Morrison and Frank Quitely, and we're going to be. Reviewing the first two Superman movies, like the actual uh, Christopher Reeves ones, yeah, yeah. which I have never seen. Really? Yep, I have never seen them.
1: I've seen the first for sure way back when though I've never seen the
0: second but like looking at the cast I'm like holy shit like this is something I want to see like, oh, it's like Gene Hackman as Lex Luthor sounds awesome oh yeah no it's from what I remember it's pretty and good and apparently uh, Marlon Brando plays Jor-El yep no oh, that's awesome Yeah. I,
1: I don't think he's in it a ton but the well, I can't is, imagine cool. yeah. Yeah. I don't imagine Jor-El being like <laughs> what up <laughs> I'm back <laughs> oh hey I'm alive too didn't you know
0: <laughs> uh, yeah the, uh, unfortunately he's alive in current comic book continuity and it is weird oh uh, what yeah they brought him back and it's weird why yeah it it's weird. I don't have any other words for him. like, <laughs> like, he, like, he showed up, and I was like, oh, that's a weird twist. How are they going to kill him next week? And then they just didn't. Oh, He's just around he's now. He's just kind
1: of chilling. Yeah, and he's
0: an asshole, too. I'm like, weird. this sucks. <laughs> yeah, that's awkward. Yeah, I don't like it. But anyway, <laughs> enough Jor-El. We'll talk about plenty more Jor-El next week. We'll oh, see yeah. what Marlon Brando does as the godfather of oh, Jor-El. yeah. <laughs>